Wow, these are really disturbing readings. Let's start with the gospel. Why should the king throw a man in ratty clothes out of the wedding feast? He was probably a wayfarer on the byways who had no good clothes to wear. Well, in first century Palestine, the king would typically provide wedding garments at the banquet. So all the man had to do was put on the clothes that were provided. I guess the story here is that showing up may be half the battle, but God asks a little more of us than that. But how about that first reading? I don't know about you, but I found it very difficult to respond, thanks be to God, at the end of it. A father kills his daughter because he thinks he must do this because God gave him a military victory? Yuck. That's not the kind of God that I want to believe in. Why does the church proclaim this reading with so many choices to choose from the Bible to proclaim at Mass? The scripture scholar Phyllis Tribble wrote a very famous book back in the 1980s called Texts of Terror, where she looked at four passages from the Bible that seemed to promote the abuse of women. Surprisingly, she said that these stories need to be told. As she says, it is necessary to tell sad stories. They're part of the human experience. And in liturgy, we are to bring all of who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to the table of fellowship to share with one another and to share with God. We as a church must acknowledge our failings to God. We have an obligation to speak of the injustices in the world and to articulate hope that God will deliver us from bad situations. But do we tell sad stories at church? It's easier to stick with the happy stories. Today, let us take a moment to look at the issue of domestic abuse. It comes in many forms. Verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual, psychological. And the statistics are absolutely staggering. Most experts would say that one in four people in the world, if not one person in every three in the world, has been a, a victim of domestic abuse. And this abuse cuts across social, economic, and ethnic lines. As there are about 30 people here today at church, it is almost certain that several people here in this very room have been victims of domestic abuse at some point in their lives. And it's true that in almost every parish in the world, there are multiple domestic abuse victims in the pews. But I've never heard a homily about domestic abuse. Researchers indicate that domestic abuse victims will not speak to somebody on the parish staff 
about being an abuse victim until they hear a message from the church that they will be listened to. Most pastors of various Christian denominations say that they are fully aware of the horrors of domestic abuse and that they would speak out about it if they knew about any domestic abuse victims within their congregation. It's a vicious cycle. The victims won't speak until the pastors preach, but the pastors won't preach until the victims speak. speak. And this silence in the church perpetuates the violence. Let us be clear. To anyone currently in an abusive situation, domestic abuse is never acceptable. You and all people deserve the full accord of human dignity. And help is available. If help is not available at your parish, it is definitely available through your diocesan office. Help is available in almost every local, county, and state government in this country. And if you have nowhere else to turn, contact the Paulist Fathers and we will help connect you to resources to help you. Now no one here today probably signed up to be an advocate for domestic abuse victims. But like the wayfarers at the banquet, we're the people who are here. As Christians, we are called to care for one another. By the grace of the Holy Spirit, we can be agents of hope instead of bystanders contributing to the silence. Let us continue to tell sad stories until they become stories of hope and redemption.